If you are leading a team as a business owner, uh, I wanna share three costly mistakes that I need to constantly remind myself of that I think will really help you out as well. So let's dive into this and let's get to the goods. Welcome to The Health Partner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's going on? Uriel Kim here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health and fitness professionals scale their coaching businesses online without the grind. And uh, right now, Healthpreneur um, is, is growing and it's, it's an amazing entity. We've got a great team of uh, 26 people. And it started off as me once upon a time, right? Like every business does, it starts off as one or two people and then it grows. So what I'm sharing with you here is first and foremost, a good reminder for myself. A lot of times we teach what we often need the most help with. And leadership is one of those skills that really has no ceiling. And as you grow in your business, it's the one skill that probably has the most leverage because leadership is being able to achieve outcomes through other people. And there's no ceiling. Like there's no ceiling to what you can do with leadership. And that's why it's such a great infinite uh, skill and capability to develop. So couple things here. So there's three things I want to share with you. Okay. So number one, you as the leader of your business. Okay. So here's the first mistake to avoid is do not try to do everything yourself. So if you're watching this and it's just you to start off with, well, you're going to do everything yourself, like to a certain degree. There's going to come a point though, where the, like if you're bootstrapping, like I did, like most people do, uh, you kind of have to do everything yourself initially. You have to do the writing, the video editing, the posting on the internet type of stuff, right? Maybe the technology side of things. And that's okay. But the problem with that is that you develop competency in areas where you shouldn't spend your time. And so like when I first started my business online in 2006, I was developing web pages inside Dreamweaver. I don't even know if you know what Dreamweaver is, but it's like before there was ClickFunnels and before Wix, there was this thing called Dreamweaver. I'm not a web developer, but I, I was learning how to do HTML code so I could update our web pages, like stuff like that. And like all sorts of other little technical things in addition to more important skills. So the beautiful thing is that I learned how to do all of it, but the downside is that I learned how to do all of it, which also means that now I'm like, well, I can just do that more quickly. I'll just do it myself. And it's very, very troublesome to go down that path. And I have to catch myself to this day for basic things like updating a page in ClickFunnels, which again, I can do like that. Or I can ask myself, well, what happens if I'm gone? What happens if I'm not here? Does anyone else on our team have the capability to do this? If the answer is no, then you have to ask yourself, well, is this a pressing need in the business for, to hire someone like part-time, full-time, fractional, whatever? If the answer is yes, then you may wanna start building out a playbook or a system that's gonna show someone or at least have someone who knows how to do it, start to take that on. Because I think the beautiful thing about leading a business is you start to ask yourself better questions where it's like, well, what happens if I'm away for a month? Does all of this fall apart? And if so, what falls apart? Okay, if that's the case, then how do I start to plug these holes in the boat so the boat doesn't sink if I'm not here? Even if you have no intention of leaving for a month, it's a really good thinking exercise because you can't do everything yourself. What you need to do is you need to figure out what is your genius zone? What is your zone of genius? The thing that you do that is the most valuable use of your time. For me, it's doing videos like this because I'm 
sharing my ideas and sharing my content. I can't get someone else to do this. They, I mean, there are other people that can do this, but this is what I do, right? This is part of my, my secret sauce, I guess. And you have that as well. So there's really only a few things that we do extremely well. Speaking on, on camera, on stage, that's, that's my gem. Um, I love building teams and inspiring others to build great things. Other than that, I'm like, I'm pretty useless, right? Like, don't ask me to finish a project, but I'll start one. I'll start many projects, but finishing them, forget about it. So you need to surround yourself with people who can support you on that. You focus on the thing that brings you the most joy, the most value, and is also the most monetarily compensating good use of your time. So let's say you divide, here's a really simple way of, uh, of discovering what's known as your effective hourly rate or your EHR is you take your revenue, your business revenue from last year. And this is probably more applicable if you're a small team. If you have a hundred employees, it's, it's obviously less, less meaningful. Uh, you take your business revenue from last year and you divide it by the number of hours you worked. Let's just say roughly 40 hours a week, 40 times, uh, let's just call it, let's just call it 40 weeks, right? So if we take uh, holidays and uh, weekends off, let's just say it's on average 40 weeks. So 40 times 40 is 1,600, is that right? 1,600 hours. So you divide your revenue in your business divided by 1,600, and that gives you how much money you made or how much you generated for the business per hour. If that, if that number is $25, you're doing the wrong things. If that number is $25,000, you're probably doing more of the right things. So let's say your effective hourly rate is $5,000. You have to ask yourself, well, the thing I'm doing right now, is it worth $5,000? Am I up to this banner in Canva? That's not a $5,000 activity. That's a, a $25 an hour activity. I should find someone else to do that. And so that's the goal is you're always looking to elevate and delegate. You're looking to fire yourself from previous jobs you've done in the business so that other people can do those at a lower value than what you can provide to the business. You're always looking to climb the ladder and then you're also looking, you're also looking to help your team elevate as well. So someone who starts off creating banners in Canva for 20 bucks an hour, well, how do we level them up so they're making 50 bucks an hour and we can pass on that lower level stuff to someone else, okay? So you can't do everything yourself. You wanna focus on the things that you're best at which is only gonna be one, two, or three things. And then surround yourself to the best of your ability with those who can compliment you. Number two, is, and this is a big one, okay? Do not just delegate tasks, assign ownership of outcomes. So delegating tasks is, hey, you, do this thing. Okay, boss, I got it done. Got anything else for me to do? That's transactional management, okay? What we want to move towards is transformational leadership. Transformational leadership is, hey, you, here's an outcome that we're shooting for for the business. I want you to figure out how to make it happen. That is assigning ownership of an outcome. So here's the cool thing about this is your people will surprise you. I think a lot of times we keep people in a very uh, small container based on what we think they're capable of doing. And we end up forgetting that hey, if we just gave them something to figure out, maybe they might figure it out. So this, there's a bit of a risk here, right? Because you, you might say, listen, um, I want you to take ownership of this particular project and not just the doingness of it, but I want the outcome, right? So you can assign a project like, hey, let's get this book live on Amazon, right? That's, that's a project. It's very task oriented. What's the outcome? The outcome in one case could be book is live on Amazon, Cool, I achieved the outcome. 
but a more a, a better outcome for your business might be uh, sell a thousand copies in the first week. Okay, now we're talking different. Now we're talking performance. So you're assigning ownership. Let's say you write the book. You give the book to someone on your team, and you're saying, "Here's the book. Um, run it through whoever needs to edit it, publish it, format it, whatever." So it's up on Amazon and do whatever you need to do to make sure we sell a thousand copies in the first week. Now that's a that's a big task you've just given someone. Now, have you given it to the right person? Hopefully, right? There might be a few people within that project, but the person who's assigned ownership of that is responsible for the outcome. So they might now coordinate with some team members to be like, okay, I need you to get the graphic design done. You got to get the formatting done. I'm going to figure out the marketing strategy. Um, so it's a, it becomes a team play, but you as the leader are the one who's casting the vision and you're saying, hey, you guys make this happen. I, I believe in you guys. I trust you guys. Uh, let's give it a go. Now, what may end up happening is they launch the book and you have 200 copies sold in the first week. So here's the thing. People learn when things don't work out that well. I've learned tremendously from all the failed things that have happened in my business career over the past almost 20 years. When you don't give people the opportunity to fail, they can't learn. And so it's like, so if you sold a thousand copies of the book, is that like the nirvana, like you've just reached nirvana? Probably not. And if you only sold 200 copies, is, the, is it the end of the world? Probably not. But what's the opportunity here? The opportunity is you've given someone incredible ownership and responsibility for them to get creative and to lead something. And whether or not it hit the objective is, I think, less relevant. It's the opportunity for someone to grow and figure things out and, and get resourceful and troubleshoot and that's important because that's how you help your team grow. Okay, it's not just by giving them books, read this, right? So that leads me to the third piece here, the third mistake to avoid, which is do not always come to the rescue with the answer. And again, I'm sharing these three mistakes with you, like I'm recording these for myself because I am very often the one who's like, here's what I think we should do. And that's because I have a tremendous amount of experience but it also handcuffs my team sometimes because I'm not giving them the opportunity to figure it out. Now, but remember, like in a perfect world, in a perfect business, in a business that's going very fast, you should be surrounded by people who are smarter than you. Okay, so that's, that goes back to a hiring thing and it's, you know, like there's all this you know, stuff that goes into that. Um, but if you work with people that are smarter than you, if you bring someone on who's like the marketing strategist for book launches, you're like, cool, I'm just going to write the book and you make it happen. Great, like that's awesome. But if you're working with someone who's never done that before, now again, like the trade-off is you have to let them learn on your dollar, on your time, which is fine to some degree, depending on where you want to grow, how fast you want to grow, et cetera. But really, I mean, it's a lot easier to hire the people who've been there and done that multiple times, right? That just makes a lot more sense. Either way, let your team figure things out. If they come to the problem, one of our core principles, core values, or I'm sorry, guiding principles at Healthpreneur is don't be a problem spotter, be a problem solver. There's way more value in, in solving problems than just spotting them. Because if you just spot problems, you're just complaining. 
I don't need complainers. I need people who can solve problems. So you brought a problem to me, that's awesome. Figure it out. What do you think we should do? What are three things you think we should do? Awesome. Out of those three things, what's the one thing you're going to move forward with? Amazing. Let me know how it goes in a couple of days. That's how you empower your people to move forward. And the reason we don't do that sometimes is because we just want to get it done faster. So we just tell the answer. Okay. Can you relate to that? If you can, you're not alone. And this is the beautiful thing about the journey of leadership is it's helping other people evolve and become amazing leaders themselves. And that's why we have to give them the opportunity to make mistakes and fail and learn and not have all the answers for them. It's like, I've got four kids. I'm not going to tie their shoes forever because if I did, they'd never learn how to tie their shoes, right? I have to let them get hurt. I have to let them make mistakes. I have to let them fail because that's how they get stronger and that's how they learn the lessons they need to learn. Words don't teach, life experience does, okay? So those are the um, three costly mistakes to avoid and the solutions for those. If you've enjoyed this, subscribe to this Healthpreneur channel, hundreds of other videos to help you build a great online health business. And if you've enjoyed this one, then check out the next video in this leadership series in the description below. It's that first link just below. Click on it now and I'll see you later. Thanks so much. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.